Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast, where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is, uh, surprise, it's part two of the Nintendo Power Awards. folks we have covered the nintendo power awards for 1988 1989 and 1990 that's right we're moving on to a brand new not a brand new era because last year there was a sprinkling of game boy titles in that's true but now we have full-fledged categories for each game boy game that's right but more importantly this is the first year to reflect the release of the super nintendo yeah, so we've got three separate categories here, so they are not competing on top of each other, so to speak. We'll have one category, like best graphics and sound, and then there will be a Super Nintendo branch, mm-hmm. a Nintendo branch, and a Game Boy one, and they will each have their own respective winners. Yeah. And, you know, I think at this point, I was at my my fever pitch. This would This would be the very end of the height of my Nintendo power love. <laughs> yeah, I... From looking at these nominees and the winners, I can really recall this is when I started to recognize how full of it these things were. Certain things where, I mean, now I think about it, it's either they were just, you know, pitching games or, you know, this is either a commercial or the weaknesses of Western democracy. Because if, if the people really voted for this, then ugh. What's wrong with you? What is wrong? Some of these. I don't know, but it gets worse later. Yeah. Well, and for both of us, I think we were becoming the very beginnings of a teenager at this point. And so, you know, our opinions were growing. And I think also we both started to, I think maybe the next year, year after, started to distance ourselves from gaming as much. I I mean... With, you know, as grown up in middle school and high school life comes along. Sure, sure. I had filtered myself into, you know... In the next year or two, I was pretty much almost exclusively playing street fighting games or RPGs. And that's where I was as well. It was either Super Mario games or Final Fantasies. Right, right. But I do remember pouring over this entry card because it was the first year to reflect the Super Nintendo. And due to that September birthday, (laughs) and this time there was no divorce involved. It was a marriage that moved me out of the state. Oh. So to make up for that, I got the Super Nintendo the week it came out. Oh, nice. And I definitely had opinions on which games were the best. (laughs) So let's start things off with the category of best graphics and sound. And we're going to start with the old school system, the NES. Sure. And the nominees are Battletoads, Ninja Gaiden 3, Shatterhand, Star Wars and Robin Hood: Prince of Thieves. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that one at all. Uh, I rented it. I played it. It's, it's all right. It's a weird. It's a, it's an interesting game because it's like, it's like an action RPG, right? Kind of. It, it's almost like Bayou Billy. It's got different. Oh, okay. Like types of game in it. Like, strangely enough. And then the, of course, Star Wars on NES. I, barely, I did not play it. I've, I've only seen of it. So. Yeah, same here. It's the, it's the Super Nintendo Star Wars games that. Yeah. Are the ones that stand out in my mind. Sure, sure. But the winners, of course, in third place, we have, well, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. So I guess you weren't the only one who thought that it looked pretty good. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I don't recall. I mean, it had some of those, like, not digitized, but they look like 
portraits of real people gotcha, on the yeah. NES, I, so. I remember those in the Nintendo Power. Right, right. So maybe that I, I just tr- graphically it doesn't. I don't know. Maybe it had some great music. I don't recall. What I really remember most about Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, are the action figures. Oh, sure. And the fact that it was one of the final Kenner runs of action figures. They used a lot of molds from Star Wars. Yeah, you could get the Ewok Village. Yeah, the the Ewok Village was the Robin Hood Village. Yeah, yeah. It was great. Yeah. But in second place, we have Ninja Gaiden 3, the ancient ship of doom. Yeah, this is a fun game. I, like most of Ninja the Gaidens, it has great graphics and music. So, you know, I'm kind of surprised it's not in first place. But I will have to say the first place winner might be the one I have to agree with. And that is Battletoads. It does have some amazing graphics and sound. Yeah. I, I mean, we're not talking about fun here. We're just talking about graphics and sound. I mean, I just... the. I don't know. I, I haven't played it in a while, but I, I never really thought of it, besides from maybe the pause music. is great. You know, but I can't remember any of the other songs, and the backgrounds are not. They're almost all the same. They're just that orange-brown crap. I don't know. Well, but the characters and the character animations are so much. I mean, the bigging fists, the growing boot, the slap to the screen, all yeah, the weird the, creatures. What, the three levels that you get to use that? Yeah. Out yeah. of the but tw- <laughs> even then, it's like you have to at least say, you know, the graphical speed of the terror uh, bike stage is still impressive. I guess, yeah. I just, man, I wouldn't put it over Shatterhand or Ninja Gaiden personally. All right. But then again, maybe I just hate Battletoads. Maybe you do. and Because uh, it hates sad, me. <laughs> sadly, one day we will be covering it. Ugh. But let's get into our next category here, Nick. That is the best graphics and sound for the Game Boy. Yeah. And the nominees are Mega Man, Dr. Wily's Revenge, Battletoads, Metroid 2, Return of Samus, Castlevania 2, Belmont's Revenge, and R-Type. Yeah, and I've played very few of these. <laughs> um, I've played, well, I mean, on the show, we've played Mega Man. Right. Um, I've always wanted I, I to own play. Metroid 2. I played I, the crap out of it. I would love to go back and play that. I, I really want to. Although it is sadly a game you have to beat within the first week you start playing it. Too tough to navigate colors? Yeah. Colors? <laughs> There's no color breaks between the different areas, so you will very quickly forget what where you were or what you were ever doing. I can see, yeah, you, you could lose your way easily. But, Nick, the winners. All right. In third place, we have Castlevania Two: Belmont's Revenge. Which I hope is better than the other one. I Everyone says it is. It's, I can't it, wait to find out. It's the good one. Um, in second place, we have Mega Man, Dr. Wily's Revenge. Which is really good. It has great, great sprites. But are they as good as Metroid 2, Return of Samus, the winner? No, because, I mean, that game was amazing. Even though it's hard to tell where you're at, I mean, there is so much going on. There's a lot of animation, and it is a fully realized Metroid world, even bigger than the NES one. And Metroid in general has more detailed sprites, I think, that just look better than most Mega Man guys, in my opinion. Through headphones, this Metroid 2 soundtrack was amazing. Very creepy, very weird in every way that you would want from a Metroid game. Sure, sure. And that brings us to the final system in this category, and that is best graphics and sound for the Super Nintendo. Ooh, yes. Nick, what are the nominees in this category? The nominees are Act Razor, Final Fantasy 2, Super Castlevania 4, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, in Super Mario World. And this is an extremely tough category. The very It's a loaded category with a lot of great nominees, man. All of these deserve to be here. Yes, but number three would be, have been my number one, and that is Final Fantasy II. Yes, it's, it's got some, some great music, and the sprites, the enemy sprites, are huge and colorful in ways we had never seen before. Yeah, I mean, they don't move around, which uh, I'm not going to lie. 
confused me when I bought it because I was sold on that Nintendo Power Spread. I was like, this is the most beautiful game I've ever seen. Sure, yeah. But, you know, that lack of movement allows them to do such highly detailed large sprites that I, I really say it should be at the top. Yeah, oh yeah. But in number two, we do have Super Castlevania Four. Well, I mean, it, it does. does look good. Yeah, yeah. And it uses that Mode 7, you know, in, in a lot of fun ways. Yeah, and, and the music is, while a little odd, it's still, no one will disparage the quality. Correct. But, of course, the winner is Super Mario World. Yeah, I, I mean. It's hard to say that it's not the best. Yeah. Musically, it is amazing. Of course, yeah, yeah. I was uh, fortunate enough to have a boombox that had RCA inputs on it. Oh, nice. So I just, when I got the system in the game, I had that going as well. And I, I mean, I used to make my mom come in and be like, listen to this. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> and she was just like, what is wrong with my son? But, you know, I, I thought it was just a world ahead of what I'd been hearing coming out of a video game system. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was great. I think, um, you know, it probably does deserve the top spot, I think. Yeah, it probably does. Although, I will say, honestly, I think ActRaiser, maybe it's just a personal thing. Music-wise? Musically, I mean, it's so good. I, I don't know. I think it's got better music than Castlevania, but I guess it's graphics, too. And, and uh, personally, Super Ghouls and Ghosts probably doesn't need to be on this list. If it's going to be on a list of anything besides challenge, it does have pretty good graphics. And it stuff, does, but it does, but it's not on the level of these other other four games. I wouldn't say so, no. <laughs> and now we have another category, and that is theme and fun. So we'll start with the NES games, and they are Adventures of Lolo Three. This is the second year that Lolo got to see himself in there. Yeah, Lolo, man, carrying some weight. Star Tropics, Battletoads. Shatterhand, and Star Trek, the 25th anniversary. And yeah. I'm not going to lie, I have not played a lot of these games. The only one I haven't played is Star Trek 25th anniversary because I owned it for the PC. Oh, well then. And you are such a huge Star Trek <laughs> fan. I, I'm, you know. Well, I got it for Christmas. Or, and, you know, this is, we're talking Captain Kirk, the original cast. Right. That's this Star Trek. So, but I remember playing this and getting stuck very early at some spot that, um, I only knew one other person who had this game and played it, who was, I won't say his name, but he was, a, I went to school with him. He was later the valedictorian, so he's a very smart guy, and he was stuck in the exact same spot, and we had no idea how to progress. Very interesting. Now, um, I have never played Shatterhand. I played it a little bit. Um, it's a pretty cool um, action game. I think I dropped out of Adventures of Lolo at two. So, uh, and Star Tropics, I've never gotten past the first, like, two levels. I've gotten close to the end, and I also saw the ending by cheating on... A rental. <laughs> and that means uh, the only one I have played is Battletoads. So, Nick, what were the winners in this category? All right. In third place, we have Adventures of Lolo 3. Which I, I can't imagine being like a huge departure from the other two. It's but probably, they are fun. Probably just more of the same, which isn't a bad thing in some All right. cases. And in second place is Star Tropics. Which That's, was fun from what I played. It is. It's it's fun enough. It's kind of the poor man's Zelda, so to speak. Gotcha. I, I, at least that's how I felt back in the day. But in first place, it is Battletoads. That does not deserve to be there. No. It is. It is. Come on, man. It has some great theming. I will say that. Yeah. But after that second level, it is not fun. No, they, man. See, this is where it's starting to peek out. The dirty underbelly, the seedy world of Nintendo Power Awards. Somebody was stuffing the ballots. I know it. They may have been. But let's see uh, if they did in this next category or in, for the next system, and that is the Game Boy. And what are our nominees here, Nick? Our nominees for best theme and fun on the Game Boy are Caesar's Palace, uh, Final Fantasy Adventure, okay, Mega Man, Dr. Wily's Revenge, Nintendo World Cup Soccer, 
and Operation C. All right. Well, we've, we've got a, one of those under our belt for That's the right. show. Well, I'll tell you right now, I've never played Caesar's Palace. I can only imagine that it's just a bunch of um, I never gambling will. games. And I never will. Um, and Nintendo World Cup Soccer, if I remember right, is Kunio Kun style soccer. Because oh. I remember seeing it, and I, I like the way you had the different countries with different stats and right. stuff. So. That actually might be pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. So who knows? Maybe that will make its way into Cartridge Command. But uh, let's go with the top three. And in third place, we have Operation C. Pretty fun. Pretty you know, good game. We, we played that one recently. In second place, Nick's favorite, Final Fantasy Adventure. Ah, well, see, this is a different one because this is not the Legend. Oh, that's Legend. This is the first uh, Secret of Mana type game. Right, Second Day Setsu? Yeah, yeah. So I, I actually have barely played this one, but I'd like to check it out. And then at number one is Mega Man, Dr. Wily's Revenge, the yeah. second Mega Man Game Boy game, which we have played and was really good. Yeah. We, um, we remember so much about it. Yeah, I mean, Operation C is fresher in my mind, but I recall thinking that I think Mega Man was a little more of a well-rounded game, if I recall. Definitely, and uh, a little more polished, especially in the controls. Yeah. And then our final system for this category in theme and fun is the Super Nintendo. Yes. And our nominees are Final Fantasy II, ActRaiser, Super Mario World, SimCity, and Super Tennis. Woo! Poor Super Tennis. Yeah. Hey, it's an honor just to be nominated. It is. Now, of course, one of those games we'll be talking about in a week or so. That's right. In fact, we'll talk about it right now because it was the third place winner. Sim City, And I owned it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. Uh, this was one of those games that had the veneer of education around it. Kind yeah, of. definitely. So I, I remember playing it in school on the Macs. Uh -huh. We had in our computer lab briefly before I owned it, you know, so it was fun all around. Definitely. Much like our number two, Final Fantasy II. And that was my main Christmas present that year. Yeah, it's, I mean. It's and it a, had to be because I think it was an $80 game. Yeah, when you're getting those big RPG carts on the Super Nintendo, they really made you pay through the nose. But I got double checked on that one. Like, are you sure? It's the only <laughs> game you get. Like, give it to me. Yeah, and, you know, it's good stuff. It's very fun. But number one, and probably rightfully so, is Super Mario World. I'm detecting a theme as across the number ones of these Super Nintendo categories, Nick. <laughs> Well, it's just the... Nintendo has a really bad habit of releasing one of the best games as the pack-in for their yeah, system. Yeah, yeah. The it's... best games that will ever be on the console. Where do you go now, you know, except down? It's tough for, for everyone else, I guess. Yeah, but that does allow us to move on to our next category, and that is Best Challenge. That's right, and our five nominees are... For the NES. Oh, yes. For the NES, sorry. Our five nominees are The Adventures of Lolo 3, mm -hmm. Battletoads, Ninja Gaiden 3, The Rocketeer, and Bart versus the Space Mutants. I forgot about The Rocketeer, but I did rent it because I love that movie. Uh, yeah, me too. I, I can't remember if I rented this one. There was one on the Super Nintendo as well, I think. It was one of those. Oh, I think I may have rented the Super Nintendo one. I, I, mm, it's very and fuzzy. I did. I did. But I do remember it being super hard. So yeah. whichever one yeah. it was. <laughs> But I think I totally disagree with this list because in third place they have Battletoads, which should have been number one. Yeah, I, I think I would agree there. I only know of one human being that I've ever met in real life that has beaten Battletoads. And that's only because they owned it, and I think, you know, they didn't have that many games. So they had right, to. Right. They had to beat this one. I guess, man. You need something. Uh, following that is another very hard game that does deserve to be here, and that is Bart versus the Space Mutants. Yeah, this one is tough. 
for a lot of the wrong reasons. But, yeah. But, eh. And it's come to light in the past few years that there really is a lot more interesting things going on in this game. And I can see what they were trying to do. It's just that I think they ran out of money and time, and therefore yeah. most of the game suffers for it. Maybe. Yeah, I yeah, I wanted to like it. Believe me, I tried. Yeah, I rented this one as well, and I'm sure we're going to have to do this one on a, on a future episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but the winner and the most difficult game of 1991 for the Nintendo was Ninja Gaiden 3, The Ancient Ship of Doom. Doom. Yeah, this one is tough. Um, Ninja Gaiden games usually are. Well... I see this considered the toughest of the series on the NES. Oh, God. Which I'm, you know, always, to me, was the first number one. one was. But, yeah, and I feel like I remember renting and beating this game, but I know that one of the big sticking points is that this one only does not give you unlimited continues. You only get, like, three. Mm. So, uh, I don't know. I'm not familiar enough to personally weigh in. Hopefully you are for our next systems, where we have the best challenge as far as Game Boy games are concerned. All right. And the nominees <laughs> are Final Fantasy Adventure. Metroid 2, Return of Samus, Mega Man, Dr. Wily's Revenge, Final Fantasy, Legend 2, and Sword of Hope. Well, so both Final Fantasies in there. Yeah, sneaking up there. Um, I, I don't remember Mega Man, Dr. Wily's Revenge being really hard. Me either, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I And Sword of Hope, I haven't got to play. but I'm, I don't even know what that is. I believe it's a, like an RPG first person kind of a maze one. Oh, uh, it's a no. weird... I, I remember it. And that I, would be I've, why I've never played it. I've heard it's good stuff, but never touched it. So our top three, Nick? Our top three Game Boy Challenge games are, in third place, Mega Man, Dr. Wily's Revenge. Meh. And second, Final Fantasy Legend 2. I'm sure that is hard. I, I've pl- played it some. I, I, I own two copies of that game. So. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't know where I got the second one. Uh, I did get the first one for Christmas. Okay. And I never got very far in it because, man, this game is confusing and weird. They are weird, uh, especially if you're, you know, they break all these different RPG conventions. So yeah, very much so. It is not like playing a version of Final Fantasy II for Super Nintendo. Right, right. And number one for challenge, Metroid 2 Return of Samus. And I could see that being up there. Like I said, if you walk away from this game, good luck. You will never finish it again. Well, I mean, all the Metroid games are pretty tough, especially... The, you know, pre-Super Metroid, you know, right. like the NES one is, oof, that's rough. But, I mean, it's fun, but, mm, so I, I can see it. And finally, we have Best Challenge in the Super Nintendo realm. And our nominees, Nick? Our nominees are Pilot Wings, Populous, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, SimCity, and UN Squadron. And once again, I must uh, disagree with this list, because coming in at number three is Pilot Wings, which should have been number one. Oh, you think so? That game was so hard to control. I never really got the hang of it. I remember screwing around with it a little bit, but I was just not that into it. It was, right. you know, it was like more of a tech demo for the Super Nintendo, I yeah. feel like. And not um, on the list is UN Squadron, which is a pretty tough game. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. Because in second place, we have SimCity. I, I don't know about that. Well, um, I guess it's kind of hard to do the best to get like your Megalopolis. I, I think it's super hard if you don't cheat because you'll run out of money so fast. I, that is in true. my recent experience, I've found. But I do remember cheating a lot as a child. I yes, me too. So, <laughs> but of course, number one does deserve its place at the top, and that is Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Yeah, a brutal game that's slightly more fun <laughs> more fun and more uh, playable than the original. Oh, definitely, yeah. So I do think it deserves to be there, though. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Our next category, though, is best play control. And let's start in the NES, Nick. All right. And the nominees are. Battletoads, Kabuki Quantum Fighter, Shatterhand, 
Metal Storm, and High Speed. And again, since this is the era in which I had gotten a Super Nintendo, I had played less of these Nintendo games. I'm not familiar with High Speed. I played the rest of them a bit. Uh, Kabuki Quantum Fighter is, of course, the game where you are a man in a video game world who is fighting with their hair. Yeah, for some reason, your your residual self-image or whatever, your avatar is a Kabuki fighter. Interesting enough. Did we cover this game? I don't think uh, I don't think so. Then we should. It's, it's uh, Man, this is a game, too, that I remember thinking, well, whatever, it's not that bad, and then playing it years later, and I, the difficulty really snuck up on me, so... Hmm. It's tough. Well, Nick, what are the top three in this category? Well, our top three play controllers are Kabuki Quantum Fighter in third place. With that fine hair whipping action. Fine hair whipping. Uh, Metal Storm in second place. Now, this is a game that most people have never gotten to play, and it is very, very expensive to try to yes, find out in the world. It is. Um, I have played it, rented it, and it's a lot of fun. But And in first place is Battletoads. And I will have to disagree. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, during the the side scrolling parts, it's not bad, but I, there is no good play control for jumping. Yeah, and your ship is—I guess it's pretty twitchy during the flying stages. But if you can make it to the snake riding portion, good luck. Right, the, right. The play control does not help you out there. Now, I none of these games particularly stick out to me play control wise. I mean, I guess Metal Storm—you could, you know, you jump to the ceiling you can change the gravity and it's got a it's quick enough with this like twitch stuff so maybe i don't know i guess we should probably move on to the game boy version of this category then yeah so as far as best play control for game boy is concerned what are what are our nominees nick our nominees are battletoads castlevania 2 belmont's revenge kid icarus of myths and monsters metroid 2 return of samus and r-type all right and as far as play control is concerned they think castlevania 2 bells are Belmont's Revenge is the third best, which really makes me want to try this game now. Yeah, uh, man, I know. I'm excited, too. Then we have Battletoads, which I've never played for the Game Boy. Yeah, and I hope not to. I don't know. I feel like <laughs> if they got rid of some of those uh, Twitch action stages, it might be a better game. That's true. Maybe maybe it's a, a better truncated version. Indeed. But the number one game in this category, best play control for Game Boy, is, of course, Metroid 2 Return of Samus. And it deserves it because it feels like you are playing the console version of Metroid. Sure. See, I, man, I really want to give another shout out to Kid Icarus, though, because they improved so much on the original. You know how you got the float in the air and, and things? like. Yeah, I, I think it should have been in the top three for sure. I agree. And then our final system in this category is the Super Nintendo. So the nominees for Best Play Control on the Super Nintendo are F-Zero, Super Mario World, Act Razor, Super R-Type, and UN Squadron. Wow, some big hits there. Yeah, all very fun. And I'm going to say they all have pretty good play control. I don't know if I would put F-Zero up there. Eh, I mean, it's good. It's just I it's too too good for me, apparently. I don't know. I could never get used to the twitchiness of it. It's been a minute. I, I I don't know how valid my memories are of it, but I can tell you that in third place is Actorazor. Which is interesting because you're only really dealing with the play control in half the game. Yeah, I mean, I, I when I'm dealing with menu-based games, if depending on how they lay out the menus, I, I kind of score that with play control. So gotcha. Maybe, it, yeah, but I mean, it, it's fine for what it is. And in second place, we've got F-Zero. And in first place... Super Mario World. And, of course. Makes sense, man. Mario games always have the, you know, the best of everything, generally. So you're going to get it here, too. Yeah, control is super tight. You can fly forever if you can master the controls. There's so many little things and 
you can do. It's just it's just amazing, and this game does feel like a dream to play. Yeah, yeah. Especially when you get the feather and you start mastering the cape stuff you can do. It's, oh yeah. You make not only is it fun, it makes you feel like a, a real superhero. Indeed. And that is it for our segmenting categories until we get to the final one. Oh yeah. But from this point out, they're going to stack them with all of the different systems. And we'll start with best multiplayer or simultaneous game. All right, and the nominees are for NES, Battletoads, again on NES, Tecmo Super Bowl, and on Game Boy, F1 Race, also Game Boy, Hunt for Red October, and finally on the Super Nintendo, Super Tennis. And again, I've only played a very small portion of these games. I've only played one of them, so... (laughs) Would that be Battletoads? It would, yeah. Well, I owned F1 Race. Oh, nice. My dad is a race fan, and... uh, I managed to convince him to buy it for me outside of any sort of holiday. Oh, okay. I was excited to get that four-player adapter that came with it. Right, right. That was never used for anything else. (laughs) Unfortunately. Although I think you could use it with Super Faceball, maybe. Oh, yeah. Okay, I think you can. Which I did own and still do, but never knew another single person that also owned that game. Right. (laughs) But the top three in this category start with third place, and that is F1 Race. Okay. It's a pretty standard Formula One game. Yeah, hey, a multiplayer game on the Game Boy, that says something uh, uh, in itself. Indeed. Then we have Tecmo Super Bowl, which should probably be number one. I mean, that is the game that people uh, into sports remember the NES for. That's true, and, you know, I take that back. I've actually played this, and it's one of the few football games that's simple enough for an idiot like me to understand. Right. So, good good on it. And then number one is, of course, inexplicably, Battletoads. It's, it is fun two-player for that first level. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, if you can both get through the flying portion, I, I'm, I'm amazed. Yeah, and then it, it turns on you. It does. Well, that brings us to our next category. You may think it will be best character or hero, but oddly enough, that is missing from this year. Nintendo Power Awards have turned to the dark side. Because they do have a category for best villain, uh, best overall villain, and it is a smaller category. It's not as huge as the ones in the past. Nick, who was nominated to be the best overall villain? All right. The nominees are from Super Mario World, Bowser. From Battletoads, the Dark Queen. And from Dr. Wily's Revenge, Dr. Wily. From Super Ghouls and Ghosts, Sardius. And is that the giant guy? At yeah. The very end? Okay. Yeah. And uh, from Star Tropics, it's Zoda. That's the Yoda's, princess? Yoda's evil brother. No. Oh. Zoda is a weird alien thing. Oh, okay. If I remember right. And then in third place for this category is. Sardius from Super Ghouls and Ghosts. I guess. <laughs> I, I would say he'd be number one because you have he's such a horrible villain, you have to fight him twice. That's true. That's true. <laughs> after going through the whole game. What a joke. That is the ultimate villainy right there. It, some supreme villainy. Uh, in second place is the classic villain, Dr. Wily. Yeah, you know what you're getting there. Yep. Mad scientist follies. Yep. He's always a fun villain. And then, of course, number one, sweeping as it has been for almost every category. <laughs> Bowser in Super Mario World, and you know I'll give it to him because this time Bowser has some new tricks up his sleeve. He's got that flying little machine he's in. Yeah, yeah. Looks great. He throws out those little wind-up guys. It's a fun, fun new twist to the Bowser formula. Yeah, and I mean honestly, this we've seen some villain categories in the past. This is some pretty shallow pool here. There's no one really awesome or yeah. I think I would have liked the Dark Queen more if I would have been able to see more of the cutscenes she was in, but I only saw the first two. Right, right. Well, this year they do bring back the most innovative category. 
and it is split amongst a whole variety of things. And it is it's more interesting because it has less peripherals this year. Yeah. So the nominees for most innovative thing or game in the Nintendo world are Info Genius Productivity Pack, Personal <laughs> Organizer, and Phone Book for Game Boy. <laughs> oh. I remember this coming out, and I was slightly interested in it. It's not a bad idea, but it just seemed like a joke to put it on the Game Boy because I'm like, anybody who would use this is not going to be carrying a Game Boy around with them. Probably not. And a D-pad and two buttons probably isn't the input you want to be typing. <laughs> yes. Uh, then we have Final Fantasy II for the Super Nintendo, mm-hmm. which I think was nominated for its amazing graphics and sound. Yeah. Uh, then we have Smash TV on the NES. Not sure why it's on this list. The only reason I can think is because it's a dual-stick shooter on the Super Nintendo, you know, where you had... Well, this is the NES version that is. Oh, Whoa. Okay, never mind. Maybe You're digitized right. voices? If yeah, you know, let I, us know. I guess, yeah. That that Yeah, why is it? Uh, then we have Pilot Wings for the Super Nintendo. Yeah. Like you said, it was very much a tech demo showing off its Mode 7 powers. Sure, yeah. And finally, The Hunt for Red October, which I'm guessing is a pretty interesting two-player submarine game. I right, man, if you want to put me to sleep, just say submarine game. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah, it is. Uh, for those of you who are younger, probably don't realize that this was an actual full-fledged genre back in the day, especially in the PC world. Yeah. And my best friend's older brother loved these games, and there was no better way to make us want to leave the room <laughs> than to see he was playing a very slow, methodical, and boring. Yeah, not not my cup of tea. But the top three, Nick. The top three are? are innovative they... game. And most innovative things. Yeah, yeah, and apparently, whatever the mystery that uh, lent the NES the Smash TV got it to the number three. Interesting. Winner. Uh, number two is Pilot Wings for Super Nintendo. All right. And number one, Final Fantasy II. I will agree. Yeah, I I don't know. This seems like a weird category this year, you know? Like, definitely, yeah. But for whatever it is, I definitely like Final Fantasy II the best of those games, so it gets my vote. And... I would love to see the Japanese version of this category if they had it in there. If there was a oh. Japanese version of this uh, somewhere, sure, yeah, because they got all kinds of crazy games and peripherals that we can only dream of. And they would sometimes tell us about them in, in Nintendo Power. Taunt us. I remember. Uh, I think we both uh, lusted over the one-handed controller. Yes, meant to be used for uh, role-playing games. Yeah, man. And then uh, I was always also fascinated by uh, the precursor to Pokemon and some of those other games where. It was a Game Boy game that had a barcode reader built into it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you would get new monsters by scanning barcodes. And mm. I was like, well, I don't have money, but I've got a million barcodes around me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that concept always, you know, I, there was always so many things that seemed way more innovative coming out of Japan. Sure, sure. And this brings us to our final wave of categories, Nick. And that is best overall game for each system. Who will take the crown? Well, let's find out, because we're going to start with the Nintendo Entertainment System. All right. And the best overall Nintendo Entertainment System nominees are Battletoads, Ninja Gaiden 3, Star Wars, Star Tropics, and Tecmo Super Bowl. I don't know. This is a a weird, weird list of games that I feel a couple of them could be the top. Yeah, yeah. But at number three, they do have Ninja Gaiden 3, the Ancient Ship of Doom. Sure, yeah. At number two, we have Tecmo Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. And at number one, of course, sadly, is Battletoads. Democracy is broken, man. What is this? This is not better than, like, it just shouldn't be on this list, doggone it. I agree. It's it's way overrated. But then again, you know, 
this is a shallower pool, man. The, the NES was starting to filter out. You don't have a Mario game. Yeah. You don't have a Mega Man game. The titles here. are you know drying up at this point. A lot of companies are putting all of their efforts into making things for the Super Nintendo or Game Boy at this point. You know, Ninja Gaiden might be the last of a big franchise that we'll see, really. You know what I right. mean? Like, as they all moved over to the Super Nintendo. So And it yeah. was unusual to see a game like Star Wars, a big licensed game, come out this late in the system's time. Sure, yeah, yeah. Well, now we can move on to the Game Boy and and its nominees for Best Overall Game were Mega Man, Dr. Wily's Revenge, Final Fantasy Adventure, Operation C, Metroid 2, Return of Samus, and Castlevania 2, Belmont's Revenge. Which is, uh, you know, this is more of a competitive category, I'd say, than, than the yeah. NES. Although, sadly, it's like, you know, apples to oranges, I think, in a lot of these, these games. <laughs> right, right. They're very, very different types of games in different genres. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could see it, definitely. Um, our third place winner, though, is the Final Fantasy Adventure. All right. Still need to check it out. Uh, in second place, we have Mega Man, Dr. Wily's Revenge. Excellent game. Sure. And number one, Metroid 2, Return of Samus. Where it belongs, I think. Yeah, I, I would I would agree. I mean, although, honestly, for the second and third, any of those other four games, I feel like, at least reputation-wise, you know, we haven't checked out Castlevania 2, but I've heard so much good stuff, you know. I don't know. It'll be fun to go back and check it out. And I think we will, probably, sooner than later. Ooh. And our final category of the show is Best Overall Super Nintendo Game. That's right. And Nick, who was nominated in this category? Our five nominees are Act Razor, Final Fantasy II, Sim City, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, and Super Mario World. Uh, we've heard a lot of those names before, but that's sure. also because there probably weren't a great deal of games released at this point for the Super Nintendo. Yeah, you're still. I those mean, first like four or five months were pretty dry. It's true. It's true. Man. I mean, I remember renting the Ultraman game. Yeah, me too. At least once, just because there was really nothing else I hadn't already played. Hey, I mean, I didn't, I'd never watched Ultraman. I, it was on, in syndication on Sunday morning, so I got to watch the American version. Okay. I, I it knew, was horrible. I knew of it vaguely, but I just thought this will be like a Godzilla game. It should mm -hmm. be a lot of fun. It was not. No, it was like a Street Fighter game if someone <laughs> had never played a Street Fighter game before. <laughs> yeah. Just maybe had seen some stills from it. Or maybe they like don't understand what fun is I don't or know. fighting <laughs> but let's get to the top three in this category nick yes let's do it in third place for best overall super nintendo game is act razor great game great game we played it very early on in yeah. the cartridge command tenure and i think we both really enjoyed it i yes we did in second place one of my favorite games of all time and of course one of my favorite super nintendo games final fantasy 2 great game all around the game that brought me into the RPG genre. Yeah, I, I can see this as being the big one before Final Fantasy VII. I think this would would have my vote for them, you know crossing people over and getting in people into RPGs. Definitely, but of course, I think we all know that number one for yeah. best Super Nintendo game of the year was Super Mario World. That's right. There's really nothing else we can say. This is an excellent game. It is so much fun. It has everything you could want from a Mario game. Yeah, one day we'll dig into all 96 of its levels or whatever and in this cartridge command. Honestly, there's, that's the main reason we haven't played it yet, is it is such a huge and sprawling game that to cover it, I don't think there's any way to do it in less than three fairly lengthy episodes. And it, that is just a chunk of time to put in. It is. It's a, it's a beautiful beast. But one day we will get there. We do promise, because I have beaten that game 100%. And I 
I don't know if I will do it again, but I will definitely get to at least 99. I got close, yeah. I got close. That final, final connection in the ghost world or in the Bowser land in that ghost house in the top right is the worst. Yeah, we have to hit the P-switch and ride the coin things and then slide in while holding the key. Like, geez, Louise. It is a true testament to your fine motor skills. (laughs) Definitely, definitely. But this game can handle it because it is such a good game. And, of course, we will get there. So don't worry, Cartridge Commandos. Are all the games that we mentioned in the top spots that we haven't played yet, we will one day cover. Yeah, like Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. I don't know about that one. (laughs) But definitely the Metroid for Game Boy. Yeah, yeah. We're definitely going to have to play the second Castlevania for Game Boy as well. Yeah, definitely. And I think we're going to have to cover Pilot Wings sooner than later. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I piddled around a little bit. So, so we hope you've enjoyed our coverage here of a little more of the Nintendo Power Awards or the Nesters, as some will call them. Yeah. And, you know, we still have a few more years to go. So hopefully in the future, you'll join us for another round of awards and our thoughts on them. Yeah. And you can see how full of crap they get very shortly. So if you didn't think so already. Yeah. Next week's game will be SimCity for the SNES. Finally, we promise, folks. (laughs) It's worth the wait. So if you haven't already, find a copy of that game, grab your controllers, and play along, friends. And remember, if you take issue with any of the winners or losers of any of these things, let us know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com, and we will tabulate your votes. Of course, we love to hear from you on Facebook as well, at Cartridge Command. And we let you know when new shows drop on the Twitterverse at Cart Command. But if you want to, you can subscribe to the show, and that won't matter at all, because we are available on everything that makes podcasts play into your ears. We are everywhere. Please share the show with a friend. Tell them how much you like it, and uh, hopefully we can get some more people listening, because the more people that listen, the wider our grins grow. That's right. The more, the merrier. Literally. But of course, it is those fine and wonderful folks that give to us at patreon.com slash cartridge command that make this show possible. As long as you guys keep giving us money, we'll keep making the show. So thank you guys and gals so very much. Yes, thank you all. And as always, Cartridge Commandos, Game On! Music time.